0: Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. I'd like to start today by introducing you to our new sponsor, BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp provides convenient and professional online counseling, delivered by licensed counselors who specialize in areas such as depression, stress and anxiety, insomnia, anger management, self-esteem, and more. With BetterHelp, you can communicate with your online counselor in four different ways. Text, chat, phone, and video. In-person counseling, as you probably know, can be very expensive. But BetterHelp provides a truly affordable online alternative with over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists. And to make it even more affordable, Our listeners get 10% off their first month with the discount code LIVING. So, if you've got something you're struggling with, take a positive step forward today. Go to BetterHelp.com slash living. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor best for you. That's BetterHelp.com slash living. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Right Living by Susan H. Wixon, published in 1894. Is it true that we are too apt to be copies of one another? Yes, it is true. We are often imitators and not originators. It would appear almost at first sight as if it were dangerous to walk a different path from the accepted highway. Yet there are many shortcuts across lots that bring one to town sooner than following the beaten track. Instead, we go as others go, we do as others do, without thinking whether it be right or not. When deviating somewhat from the well-worn way, we are apt to be frightened, and to fear we are lost, yet we do not live to be exact copies of each other. Originality of action, of speech, of thought, is the necessity of the world. Great men and great women of this or any period of the world's history are always those of striking characteristics, of strong individuality. The statesman, Henry Clay, took on the moral grandeur of a Hercules, glowing and brilliant as one of the most beautiful stars in the firmament, when he uttered those immortal words, I would rather be right than be president. The great abolitionist, William Lloyd Garrison, filled and thrilled with the justice of a cause that he knew to be right, sent forth flaming words that will live forever and will forever shine with undiminished luster, when he proclaimed, I will be as harsh as truth, and as uncompromising as justice. I am in earnest, I will not equivocate, I will not excuse, I will not retreat an inch, and I will be heard. Both of these men were examples of strong individuality. They each left their mark upon the nation. To think for oneself, to always endeavor to act from one's own honest convictions of truth, is the duty of all. It may lead sometimes to discussion, possibly to some difficulties, complications, and troubles, for those who imitate are quick to find fault, quick to take exceptions to those of pronounced individuality especially if they give to the people a new truth. To be original in thought and expression sometimes causes us to fear that we will become unpopular. However, fear not to be thought unpopular. It is the sometime unpopular women and men who have made this world a good place to live in. The term unpopular is the crown of thorns woven by the ignorant and unthinking on that eventually changes into a wreath of roses and laurel. To be ground into the dust by a furious mob today means grace and glory tomorrow. Why we should strive for individuality is easily seen. It is right that each of us should be our own self and not the copy of another. It is an essential aspect of nature Each plant, shrub, tree, flower, or blade of grass grows true to its individual character. Each man, woman, and child is individualized. Of all the millions on earth, no two are just alike. We therefore must make our own moral standard of that which is right, and cling to that, in spite of all opposition. Why? Why? because we are thus showing that we have character, originality, purpose in living. And more than all, we make an example safe for others to follow. Individuality gives personal beauty, even to plain features. One who is imbued with great independence stands out from among the public. They are a leader. They help to mold the times in which they live. They are a builder. By them individuals arise to higher altitudes. They are an inspirer, a stronghold, an uplifter of the human race. The strongly individualized character inspires others with energy and confidence. Individuality is the marked characteristic of free people. Without it, society suffers, business stagnates, and nations become weak. All great reforms, all progression, is due to the individualized characters of those who thought independently of established forms and usages. To individualize the character should be a part of all teaching and all learning. It is not so much what the textbooks give that we are to apply to living, but the power to think and reason for ourselves, to cultivate right action, good conduct, self-reliance, self-control, self-respect. The ability to judge properly and know how to shape our lives that all result in conduct may be for our highest welfare and the welfare of those around us. The person who has a large individuality comes nearest to being a whole woman or man. They who have little individuality, and who go with the crowd, who follow the popular tide, are only copies of the throng they follow. Veracity and honesty are the root of all that is sublime in character, and life is a quarry, out of which we are to mold, chisel and complete a character. Character is quality. Character is what we are. It is our duty to sustain, develop, preserve, through all changes, all trials, all defeats, all adverse conditions, as well as all successes and harmonious relations, the best qualities of our being such as simple honesty of purpose, truthfulness, modesty, perseverance, adherence to all that we consider right and straightforward worth. Nobody is perfect. We each hold a mixture of that which is good and bad. We are not to suppose any person to be wholly good or entirely evil, for that would be against nature as seen every day. No one is too good to be imposed upon. No one is so surely given over to badness that a little good may not be found in them. The trouble is the good, or that which leads to good, in the wicked, is not sought for. Remember that reputation does not always represent character. Reputation is what society says of us. Character is the actual the real person. Society may give one an excellent reputation, while the true character, as exhibited behind closed doors, may be opposite of this sterling reputation. Every act we do, every thought we think, goes to form character. We speak of a person of good character, and it is understood at once that they always follow their conscience. That they are someone who deals justly, loves mercy, and tries according to circumstances to make happiness wherever they go. Staunch character is the need of all cities, towns, and villages. Why? Because good character is that which makes all places and all people better. We should thus endeavor to keep the best character possible. Our conduct is far-reaching, It touches here and there on all sides. One act stretches and spreads in ever-widening circles, on and on, until its end is lost in still larger ways. Is it not more pleasing to live in a community with men and women of good character than with those of bad? Certainly. Should it not be our aim then to sink that which is low and belittling, that which is an offense and hurtful, out of sight, and rise to the heights of true nobility and uprightness of character? Of course! How can it be done? By a constant striving after that which we know to be good, by aiming at and securing honesty, truth, gentleness, kindness, and amiability. How do we grow in character? By the little things the things that seem small in themselves, and of little value. In the words of Ellen G. Wise, we rise by things that are under our feet, by what we have mastered of good or gain, by the pride deposed, and the passion slain, and the vanquished ills that we hourly meet. We should be reliable, straightforward, faithful to all requirements because experience shows that this is the best course, best for individuals, best for society. Our statements should bear always the seal of truth. A person of good character is the honest individual, the useful member of society, the sterling citizen. In the family, in the community, in business life. Everywhere, They are the one to be relied upon, the person to be trusted on important issues. They are not on the fence, as the saying is, but they are on the side that appears to them right. And in every relation of life they are found on the right side, there and there only, and no temptation can lure them from it. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get the best of our podcast in heirloom hardcover or ebook by visiting inspirationallifelessons.com. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.